And howdy folks, welcome to SideQuest, the show where we take a detour into the realm of mystery. We, we go off the beaten path and we try something new. Uh, we try and hunt for extra booty and XP uh, because the main quest is difficult and we need the extra loot to help us in our quest. So, as you can tell, I'm still learning how to do the introduction for this, um, so bear with me. Um, but the reception to last week's side quest was pretty good, pretty amazing. Um, so again, I want to say thank you to everybody who listened. I just thought it'd be a nice little thing to do, as well as kind of, I realised that I alienated a lot of people, um, because most people haven't seen Eternals or don't want to see Eternals. So doing a, my second episode as a spoiler review probably wasn't the best idea. So the bonus episode, the side quest was pretty, uh, pretty great. Um, so the reception that was fantastic. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listened. And on today's side quest, before I get into it, I want to start with uh, the most important news, get out of the way first. So most importantly, big important news, it's my birthday today. Today is Friday, the day that I am uh, recording this. Uh, I'm 24 years old. I am a year older, but I am also a year wiser. Um, it's interesting being 24 because leading up to this day, I was asking people for weeks and weeks, what do you do when you turn 24? Um, and everybody had a different answer. The majority of the answer was to go out, get drunk and, you know, black out and don't remember it. Um, but I'm, I'm not a drinker. Uh, I'm not a partier. Um, so the way I decided to uh, celebrate it was watch some movies for when I was a kid. And um, I just finished watching two. It was Iron Giant and Half I'm a Fish. Very old, like 1990 and 2000 um, movies. Uh, great, fantastic classics. I'm not talking to you, Alexa. Thanks for telling me. Alexa, stop. Obviously, she wanted to get involved in my conversation. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Great classic old movies. Um, so that's how I've decided to enjoy my day. And I thought I'd take a break in between those films before I've got the, the next two films to watch. And I'll do a quick little uh, side quest. Um, so, yeah, I, that's how I'm choosing to spend my day with you guys. Uh, you most likely will be hearing this on the Saturday. So it's the day after my birthday. But just know today for you, I decided to do something that I love. And I'm going to share my day, well, some of my day, talking to you about um, Star Wars. Specifically, Episode 5 of uh, Boba Fett which uh, I couldn't really talk about on uh, the main quest, the main episode um, on Thursday, because again, it was, uh, well, actually, I, I recorded it on Wednesday, came out on Thursday, but I couldn't really talk about it because it's like relatively new. And I didn't want to spoil it for anybody, but I figured enough time's passed. And again, this is coming out tomorrow on Saturday. Um, so I figured enough time had passed then where I can sort of talk about it openly and freely. So without further ado, let's get on with it to the episode Five, yes, of the Book of Boba Fett. My thoughts and feelings. So, Book of Boba Fett, episode five. Before I begin, I will say this. Uh, if you haven't seen episode five, please go away now because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I will be talking about spoilers. I will actually... The, the name of this episode is the spoiler. So, just be warned if you haven't watched it, and are planning to this weekend as of uh, listening to this, go away. I won't be offended as usual. Just leave, come back, and uh, have a listen. 
Um, so again, I'm going to leave it a few seconds just for you to run away. Give me a pause, cup of tea, watch it, come back. So good two second pause. So those people that haven't seen it will be gone now. Everybody who's listening has seen it, I hope, if you're still here. Um, so this episode is called The Return of Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian, should I say. And um, as I said this last week, oh, say last week, last episode, I couldn't really talk about it because it was all member berries. It was all a spoiler. As you said, the title was a spoiler. And the reason being is this whole episode is just Mandalorian. It is basically Mandalorian season 2.2, you know, two point, season 2.2, you know. It's that extra little slice um, for an, about an hour, um, setting up the events, getting ready for when potentially Mandalorian season 3 comes out, hopefully, end of this year, fingers crossed. Um, but it follows Din Djarin. Um, now he's on his own. Grogu's gone, obviously, at the end of... Uh, Mandalorian season two, and now he's back to uh, bounty hunting, and um, it just follows sort of him as he sort of makes his way from job to eventually getting back to uh, Tatooine, where he can have enough money to basically buy a new ship so he can go and visit Grogu, um, and it's really really interesting, really beautiful. Like there's one of the things that I love about this episode, and again, it was the hard part of trying to explain why I enjoyed it last uh, last episode, um, was because, like, not just because it was spoiler, but like I enjoyed this episode because it had no Boba Fett. You know, and at the time, I wasn't sure if the reason I enjoyed it was because I was so happy to see Din, you know, the Mandalorian back, or if it was generally because of... Um, no Boba Fett in it, and I'd grown tired of Boba Fett and the whole book of Boba Fett so far, you know. And now, recording this on the Friday, I think that's the case generally. But there's a moment in this where, you know, it starts off, it's really, really amazing. Like, like, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is the director of this. You might recognize her name. She's an actor as well as uh, a director. Her dad was, uh, is Todd Howard, uh, not Todd Howard, Ron Howard, um, who's a absolutely famous, um, director and um she did a few episodes of mandalorian and she those episodes were really really good this episode was just amazing um but it opens up with uh, the mandalorian going in basically through like a i would say like a like a sci-fi butchers going through and he goes in and he basically goes you know i want you i'll take you in warm or cold your choice and um as you would guess, they choose to not to not go willingly. So he actually fights them, and there's a cool little fight scene. And then he whips out the the dark saber, and obviously he doesn't know how to use it. And at first, I'm figuring out like, oh god, Din's like lost his touch, he's lost his way because he, he's very clumsy with it. He's very like you know, you can just see the weight that's in the dark saber as he's just trying to pick it up and throw it, and you know, you can just see the weight, and it's such a powerful acting, and. um he ends up nabbing himself on the leg and like cauterize, like slicing and cauterizing himself really badly on his leg. Um, but he still he still wins and like he kills the guy, gets the bounty. And there's a there's this there's a moment in this where you actually just watch Din hobble, uh, like from where he was to handing in the bounty, and then you see him hobble 
all the way to getting on a ship to leave to go to Tatooine. And I'll be honest, this scenery was that incredible. Din himself is incredible. The whole sort of atmosphere that's going on at the moment, right? That as I was watching him hobble, no speaking, nothing. It was just music and atmosphere. That's all it was, right? Watching him hobble was more interesting than anything in episode one to four in Book of Boba Fett. That's, again, I would rather watch Din hobble around the station and not talk and just have the music and him hobble than majority of the stuff that was in episode one to four of Book of Boba Fett. Like, there were good parts. I'm not saying it was all terrible. There were good parts, and there were parts where Boba Fett was badass, and there was part where Boba Fett was an idiot. Um, but I just... It was just so well shot, and the characters were interesting. The writing was great that I was just like, "Oh, look, member berries! This is great! Yeah, I'm loving it!" You know, and you know, he he meets the the um, the oh, I can't remember her name now. I I she's not the builder. She's the um, oh, oh, I can't remember her name, but she's basically the the leader of uh, this group that I've man of the Mando's part of, and um, I want to say the builder, but I feel like that's the wrong wrong word but he meets her again and there's not many there's not many mandalorians left now there's only about three in this little coven and um din has to kind of learn how to how to use the dark saber and he has a really cool fight and you realize and learn more lore about the dark saber and then you learn like there's i've known about the dark saber because if you watch um the clone wars animated show the dark saber appears there and i wasn't aware that the Darksaber what, what was more than just a lightsaber. Like, literally, like, you usually you, think you pick up a lightsaber and it sh it's a tool, you know? Whereas the Darksaber, literally, it's like it's alive. It's kind of like... I'm going to compare it to the One Ring of Sauron from Lord of the Rings, so bear with me. Whereas both those objects are alive, you know? They both technically have some sort of... Not set, not sentience, but like some sort of of knowing of like I want to do this, I want to go here, you know. Where the ring wants to go back to its master, the dark saber wants to be used in a specific way. And if you fight against it, it gets heavier, so it's harder to wield. Basically, telling you of like put me down. You you're not worthy to use me. You don't know how to use me. Put me down until somebody who can pick me up and use me properly, you know. Uh, comes along and so obviously Din's he won the sword but like he, he's trying to use it as a sword he's not trying to use it as it's intended as a lightsaber so he's trying to basically pick it up and hit with it and as he's trying it's getting heavier and heavier and again that explains in the first scene when he, he first uses it why it was so heavy why he couldn't do it. it wasn't that he was clumsy or that he lost his touch it was more just the fact of it was so heavy that he was fighting against it so it's again really, really fascinating, really interesting, and he he ends up getting sort of dishonorably kicked out of this little coven because it was found out that he's took he's taken his mask off more than he should. Well, you should never take your mask off if you're a Mandalorian, but he's taken it off a few times. So they've kicked him out. They basically said to him like, you know, the only way to redeem yourself is go to the caves of Mandalore. Uh, but Mandalore is is it's still a planet, but it's destroyed. Um, but that's then sets up for what potentially will come to pass in season three fingers crossed but before he leaves she basically creates him like a gift out of um uh, out of baskar armor uh it's for grogu um 
and he, he goes, I'm going to go see my, my friend, but first I'm, I'm in need of a ship. So he travels down to uh, to uh, Tatooine, and then we meet uh, the Builder Lady with all the droids. Again, I, I'm forgetting her name, um, but I love her. She's really, really interesting. And then you have this whole huge sort of scene where Mando um, comes down, and he's like, so I paid you my credits. Where's my ship? You said I had a ship. She shows him a ship, and I could... I, I wasn't sure by the shape, but I was kind of like, that's, she didn't get him a pod racer. Like she hasn't like converted a pod racer because it looked like a pod racer because it had like a big sheet over it. I was thinking, nah, she hasn't done a pod racer and she whips it off and it's, it's, it's Naboo Starfire from the first for episode one. And again, I know a lot of people don't like the prequel series. People have issue with it. I, you know, again, I grew up with it. So I have a soft spot for it. Um, so when I saw the Naboo Starfighter, I was like, that's cool. Like, like it'd be even cooler if, like, they they never mention it, um, and maybe some extra, like, really deep Star Wars nerd has probably looked into it and looked at the markings on the ship and probably like has found out. But like, I was thinking, is that Anakin ship? Is that the ship Anakin flew? Because it would be cool, you know, if it was this again. They don't have to. It can just be any random Naboo starfighter. Um, but I just think it'd be really cool if you like looked at it and you went. Yeah, that was uh, this belonged to uh, this was flown by a legendary uh, kid um, that once became a Jedi, but we don't really know much about him. You know, it's been lost in history. Obviously, us fans, we know who she's talking about. She's talking about Anakin. Um, but again, in that history, in that world, time has passed enough where it's become legend. It's just become a myth. You know, um, as well like Jedi have. Jedi has just become a myth. I think that's like not really true. It's just something you tell your kids to kind of scare away the boogeyman. So they never really say it, but like it would be cool if like it comes off as like, oh, this belonged to a a kid who who, who commandeered it and saved uh, Naboo or something like that. I don't know. It would have been cool, but they don't need to. This is me wanting that extra bit of like member berries. But you had this cool little montage where they're fixing up the ship, and you see BD One from um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I was really happy when they brought that droid in because it just shows how much like I. They did say that the games are canon, but it's just nice to kind of see it in, in a live action setting. So you can actually see, oh, yeah, it is canon. I can see that droid. I know that droid. You know, it's like I'm a big uh, one of my favorite Star Wars movies is Rogue One. I really love Rogue One. And you have the battle droids in Rogue One. And that was the first time they appeared. And ever since then, they've, uh, they appear a lot more um, in the show and they appear in this one. And I'll get onto that bit in a minute. But like, it's very... It's very cool to see something that you've seen in other medium and it comes like the same medium, but like different sort of genre. Like when you see things from the animated show or characters like Bo-Katan, for example, she was purely from the animated TV show. And then to see her in real life, played by the lady that actually voiced Bo-Katan in the TV show, was just amazing. So I love it when they do that cross thing. Um, it just makes me giggle. Like as a fan, it's, it's just really sort of wonderful and beautiful. Um, but going on, of that like uh, they they do like this cool flashback to mandalore as it's basically being carpet bombed by um tie um bombers just bombing the hell out of it you know it's like a scene out of something it's like old footage from world war one world war two you know it's very reminiscent of that when london was being bombed or berlin um and then like the empire is are smart we're like we're not going to send troops down into mandalore because we will just lose every, all our troops there's no point fighting them. So they basically fought them from above. And then they sent the battle droids from Rogue One. It, it looked like a scene from Terminator. You had smoke and fire everywhere. And you just had these battle droids in just shooting dead Mandalorians on the floor. Man, it, it was just 
pure Terminator vibes. And everything about this episode just come together in such a, a wonderful, beautiful way that w- when you saw it, it wasn't just member berries, but it was just like recapturing your love of these this character and this world. It's everything that Booker Boba Fett should be doing or should do. And I've reason and I want to say should be doing because we've got two more episodes left. So I hope that following on with this, that it can recapture that. But again, I don't know if it will because of Boba Fett. You know, I I don't know if my love for Mandalorian is is the reason as to why I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to watch anyway. But now I know Mandalorian's in it, and that you know he's going to be in the next two episode episode or two, or both of them. I don't know if the reason that I'm going to love them yet is because of, you know, Mando, of Din. It could be, you know, Din's in the next episode, then he leaves, you know, and then it's just like, well, we're back to one more episode of Boba Fett, and then all that hype that was built up is gone, or again, he could be in it for both, but he he meets up with, when he finishes his ship, he, he takes it for a test run, and um, is really sort of like, they 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 do a callback to like, again. I love the prequels. I love pod racing. They do a callback to pod racing. They go through the same canyon that Anakin um, flew around when he first pod raced. And again, proper scenes, music, atmosphere. Like I will I will go out on a limb and I will say that that pod racing scene in the prequels is probably one of the best scenes in modern cinema. Like in sci-fi, definitely. Because it's one of them scenes that it just works. The sound design is so well done. The music is so well done. You know, that you could just close your eyes and watch that scene and you'd be able to see it. That's how powerful I feel that scene is. You don't need to know that they've got pod race. You've got to close your eyes. You've got the music. You've got the sounds of the engines. And you can tell when they're going faster, when they're going slower. You know, when uh, they're turning. It's just so well done that if you close your eyes, you can just see it, visualize it. And, even now talking, I can see it in my head, visualize it. And they did the same thing with um, Din as he was taking his custom um, starfighter in and out, swerving in and out of the canyons. And it was just really, it was nice to see again, it was a callback. And as I say, it was member berries, you know, it was going back and rehashing the things that we love, you know, from the modern series of of Doctor Who, sorry, the modern series. That's a crossover I'd love to see. I think it has happened once, but that's a different topic. Um, but no, it's fun to see like the modern Star Wars mixed in with the prequel Star Wars, you know, because even though it's the same story, a lot of people kind of class them as two different things. I don't. I, they're all one thing to me. Um, so that was really nice. That was really sort of cool. He goes up into space, flying around a cruiser, you know, just showing off, taking it for speed. He gets pulled over um, by um, some... Um, rebel rangers <laughs> and they're basically like can we see your uh, your license and sort of registration he's like this is a new ship i haven't got around to doing that and then one of the um they're about to let him go then one of the rangers goes uh somebody of uh, your description uh, was shown up a while ago with a breakout for a prison um i wonder if there's anything uh, you know about that and like they've got windows, they can see each other, and you have this moment where Din sort of turns around, looks at the guy, and the guy looks at him, and like the ranger kind of gives him a smile of like, I know it's you, but you know, and then Din just kind of just looks forwards, presses his um, uh, faster than light sort of um, booster, and then just shoots off, 
and it's just really really cool it's just also cool it's really cool call back as well because that uh the actor who said um you know there's been a sort of you look familiar um uh, was again he's a call back of an old character who's shown up a few times in mandalorian one or two um and showed up i think it was in the original star wars as well so again it's more member berries it's more callbacks and like i said overall it's just a very lovely sort of episode you, you, it caps off nicely fennec comes off and kenny fennec's like you know i want to hire you to help boba fett again it links back into boba fett and um we'll pay you din's like no you know boba fett i you know i owe him one you know i'll do this one for free i'll help him but before i do i've got to go see a small a little friend and then it ends and obviously we all know that it ends and he goes off and hopefully next episode next week we're gonna see uh grogu again uh will we see luke i don't know um but there's hopefully a potentiality that um we see you know grogu again and then again it leads on to what happened in season three mandalorian um again i hopefully that's this year um but yeah, overall, it's a great episode. It's, it's the best out of the, out of the four so far. But again, I feel that's because of the member berries. That's because the the main. It's got nothing to do with Boba Fett. It's got nothing to do with anything else that's been set up in the book of Boba Fett so far. You know, it's pure, purely. You know, you remember this? You remember? I remember. You remember Naboo? I remember Naboo. You like Naboo? I do like Naboo. You know, that's just me going. You remember? Oh, I I remember. You know, it's very one of those moments where you're just like, I remember. This is nice. I like this. This is cool. And, you know, I I love that. I'm not complaining. I love when member berries come along. Whenever you see them, you're like, oh, I remember that. I get that reference. That's nice. Um. So, I hope that when it comes to the next few episodes that like if Mandalorian's there that I, I want I want Boba Fett to be Boba Fett I understand he's changed I understand that he's different now I get that and I'm, I'm open for him to be changing but I just hope that in the next episode that yes Mandalorian's there but he's not the focal point you know it's like he's there He's helping. He's he's you know, he's interacting and you know doing his 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 thing. And maybe Grogu's there again. I don't know what they, they've got two more episodes, so he we might see him, but he might not actually be there when it, whatever they decide to do if they decide to do a big fight. But again, we'll see. But the the point is, I feel that you know we have a bit of Mandalorian, a bit of Grogu, and then it's it comes back to Mando, and then you know it, they they cap off the the they cap off the Boba Fett story. Well, that's what I hope for. Um, but again, we will see what they what they end up doing. Um, my, again, like my hopes is that we see a bit of Grogu, we see a bit of Mando. Again, a bit more sort of set in stones, ready for season three, and then sort of Mando leaves, gives uh, Grogu his present. Mando leaves, comes back, helps Boba Fett, and then at the end he goes, "Okay, I'm going off. I'm going to Mandalore to basically find." myself to redeem myself to be, be worthy of the um dark saber and to lead my people and to britain to lead a brand new mandalore you know and again that will that was then gets ready for like season three mandalorian and then we can follow that story and x y and z and I hopefully it caps then it, it ends and caps off the book of boba fett story nicely do i want a season two no do i feel like we need one currently no again things might change at the final episode things might come up and they'll be like oh boba fett will return 
you know, and then they might do a book of Boba Fett sort of two. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like I said, the the reason for me personally, I think the reason that they call it the Book of Boba Fett is because in every book that you have a different chapter, and every chapter of every book doesn't always focus on the main character. Sometimes, you know, especially if like depends on who you read. If you read Stephen King, for example, you know, he'll have like chapters that are dedicated to his main characters. Then you'll have chapters that are dedicated to setting up other things, you know, other things that are going on in the world, other events that lead into the main event. So I feel, you know, this is not just sort of setting up for Mandalorian, but hopefully setting up for what's to come. But no, I don't think we need a, a, a season two of Book of Boba Fett. I think after this, you know, we could, I'd like to see Fennec. I love Fennec. I'd love to see a Fennec series or you know, Fennec being like, okay, I've helped you take over your empire. I um, I'm not going to stay around. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go do my own thing, maybe. You know, and then Boba's like, fine, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I I I don't know what they'll do. I really don't. I just hope that the next two episodes are going to blow me away, and not just because Mandalorian's there. You know, Mandalorian being there's going to help, but you know. I'm worried that if they're relying heavily on Mandalorian, then it's just going to become the book of Boba Fett, you know, or even the book of Boba Fett, you know, X, you know, like I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. It's going to be like the book of Mando featuring Boba Fett. That's basically what I'm trying to say. You know, the book of Mando, Boba Fett, you know, that's, that, I don't want it to, to become that. I want it to be Boba Fett to be the focus. I understand why you did a whole episode of Mandalorian here. Again, to have an understanding and a basic reason as to where Mandalo is and how Mando appeared. Because you, at the end of the day, we didn't just want Mandalorian to disappear. You know, we wanted a reason as to why he was there. We wanted to know what he's been doing since the end of season two. And that sets us up. And now we can go into the next two episodes and really sort of hit it home. So, I have my fingers crossed for what comes next. I really do. So, yeah, that's my thoughts and feelings on episode five. I loved it because it was pure Mandalorian. Um, and I just hope that next week and the week after that, um, to cap it all off, will just be as epic and as grand. But, you know, here's hoping. Fingers crossed. But what that's what I think. What do you think? Let me know on Twitter or send me a message. And, you know, let's chat about this. Let's really get really, really deep into it. I'm really fascinated to hear what people have to say about it. So, that is the Star Wars topic for today. And finally, before I go off and enjoy the rest of my birthday, there's two things I want to talk about. They're the same thing. Well, they're relatively the same, but something I just wanted to talk about that I wanted to talk about last week, but I was kind of running out of time. It was it, Basically, that last week was the longest episode. Well, last week, last episode. Ugh, I can speak English. Last episode was the longest one I ever did, which was one hour and 36 minutes. I kind of got a bit carried away with the segments. Uh, now I know how to do them. I'm sort of being very cheeky and sort of taking longer than I need to, which I need to learn to stop waffling and just kind of get on with it and stop repeating myself. I do that as a lot. But um, what I want to talk about is two podcasts 
two recent ones that I've been listening to and ones that I feel are not getting as much love as traction as they should do. And I feel like if I talk about them a bit here, hopefully more people will get a bit of interest. Even if it's just one or two people, it's still more than just none is the way I see it. Well, that, well, one of them's getting quite a lot, but not as much as I feel like it, it should do. So um, start off with the newest one. Um, my One of my best friends, uh, I've known him since I was very young. We, we met each other playing um, Halo and then playing Gears of War, and just really sort of just we he's over in America, I'm over in the UK, so we've never met, but you know we're good friends uh, since we're very young. We've grew up with each other technically, and um, with me starting doing this podcast this year, I basically had the the thought of I wanted everybody to to do it. You know, I am so overjoyed and I'm so happy, and, and I love doing this that. I just want to share that feeling with with others. So I've got other friends who are very good speakers, who are very well knowledgeable in different topics. And I always say to them, I've been saying to them, it's like, you give it a go. I can help you. Like, here's the platform. It's free. You know, get a microphone, plug it into your computer or, or to your phone and just start recording and just sort of go for it, you know. And uh, finally, I managed to persuade my friend and he set up his own um gaming show podcast it's uh, it's twice the name i'm really jealous of the name because the name is way better than mine it's called game gains that's game uh, space g-a-i-n-s gains like game weight and i was like god damn it you had to have a better name than me didn't you but i haven't told him that but he's going to hear this so you know if you're listening you've got a cool name um but yeah it's called game gains um I've only listened to a little bit of it at the moment um, because I've got so much to catch up on. Literally, like Joe Rogan's been beating my ass lately because he's literally he's he posts so many episodes in the week, and they're all like, especially his, his most recent one is like four hours long. So uh, I'm just trying my best to catch up with as many podcasts that I listen to as possible. Um, but that being said, like I said, he, he's my best one of my best friends. He means a lot to me, and he supported me on my journey here to start this and. You give me the confidence and saying you know, basically just tons of great feedback and i feel like the best way to repay him now that he's set up his own podcast is just to advertise it and to tell you guys uh, to ch- uh, check him out so he's here on spotify if you listen on spotify just type in game gains that's g-a-m-e for game space gains j-a-i-n-s i hope i spelled that right i think i have dyslexic but just type in game gains. It's um, an orange ba- orange writing with a dumbbell with two Xbox 360 controllers for the weights. Again, really, I've got to get around to doing, doing some new art. I ne- I really need to get around to doing that. Um, but yeah, he's got a cool custom um, picture and you'll be able to find him quite easily. He's only got one episode out at the moment, but like give it a listen, um, give it a rate, you know, just send some love and the sort of follow him on Twitter um, Sly Elliot, um, and just sort of tell him that I sent you and just give him sort of all the love he deserves because he's a great, fantastic guy. And he deserves it. So that's my one that I want to recommend. Second one I want to recommend is the most, is the popular of the two, but I feel like it deserves more because of who, not just because who it is, but but what the person's talking about. Um, it's called Wrestling with Freddy. And, um, a bit of backstory here. I'm a big fan of Freddie Prince Jr. I don't know why. I've always been a fan of Freddie Prince. I just love his acting. 
whenever he's in, whether it's Horror or Scooby Doo, um, or even the Friends or Star Wars, um, anything really. I just think he's fascinating. I just I think he's a very interesting bloke. I've seen him in interviews. He is um, mixed martial artist. He is quite wise. He's quite clever. He has an interesting history. His dad, uh, the original Freddie Prince, was a comedian, an absolutely hilarious com- comedian. If It's really hard to find stand-up footage of his dad performing. Uh, but if you're lucky, if you search on YouTube, you could be able to find a few snippets. His dad was hilarious. Sadly, his, his dad passed away when he was very, very little. Um, but no, he, his life is just fascinating. Um and in wrestling with Freddie, he basically talks about how he got into wrestling, how he got into the WWE, how he went from being a fan of WWE to basically writing stories and to act to teaching the wrestlers like John Cena and The Miz um, how to act, how to how to improvise, how to sell, you know, what they what they are doing. And now I'm I'm not big into wrestling. I'll admit this, you know. Uh, I tried when I was younger, but the, the, the issue always was that, I don't know how it is in, in the rest of the world, I think it's pretty much the same, but when you have, when you have TV, when you have, you have different packages, so you have like the movie package, you have the discovery package, the history and all that, and then you've got the sports, and then you have like WWE, and obviously growing up, my, my dad paid for like the movies and, you know, documentaries so i mostly grew up on watching films and document and documentary programs um none of my family are into sport any sport at all you know from football to racing no matter what it is not really interested in it um so i didn't grow up around it but one thing i always wanted to get into was wrestling the issue being is the fact of if you wanted to watch wrestling you had to pay for that separately and it was quite expensive and still quite is now so obviously my dad refused because again it was sports and he, he didn't like sport um and obviously, growing up, YouTube wasn't a thing, you know, so I couldn't really go online because well, online was shocking, you know. I know I'm I'm 24, but trust me, like people don't realize the early 2000s, the internet was not nothing like what it's like now, you know. Um, so there was no way to go online to to look at footage of wrestlers. So the best way I could see it was getting like magazines and the games for the PlayStation 2 and stuff like that. So that was my sort of loop into wrestling. But like, as I grew up, I didn't want to play with the wrestlers as much anymore. And I didn't want the games. And I just kind of came out of it, sadly. But like, I've always had a love for what it is. I've always had a love for The Rock and John Cena and um, Grace um, and uh, God, The Miz, Undertaker, um, Big Show stone cold steve austin like i've always had a love for them it's just because i never was able to watch them and obviously as growing up you know other things came in and I just never got into it so i always had a love for for wanting to get into wrestling but just net don't have it and listening to freddie talk about how he got into wrestling he's so well at speaking he's so well at um talking about what he loves so passionately that it doesn't matter what it is he has such a way with words that you're like i'm just i mean i'm invested i'm interested i want to listen like i'm not interested in wrestling but i want to be interested because i can show that you are interested you know i can see that you have so much emotion and love for what you're talking about that i want to be invested and that's basically what i'm trying to do here with with what i'm doing is that i know a lot of people aren't going to be interested in talking deep about doctor who or star wars or um talking deep about gaming and how gaming works 
I understand people ain't going to want to listen to that. Not everybody's going to be interested. But I want to try and portray my uh, not just love and passion, but also understanding of what I'm talking about so that, you know, even if you're not interested, even if you don't have a good understanding of what I'm talking about, you, you still want to listen because you can see that I'm interested. So you want to be interested in, you know, and that's basically what Freddie does. He just has a, a great way of words that I'm interested. Currently, he's talking about um, how he's how he uh, sat down with uh, pretty much most of the wrestlers around 2008. I think it was 2007, 2008. So wh- whoever was wrestling around that time, he was sitting down with them and just sort of doing teachings you know they they got this scene where um i don't want to tell the whole story but i'm going to tell it in miniature he basically got these few sort of wrestlers and he goes what's your favorite movie guy goes um bad boys he goes okay i'll pick a scene from bad boys and i want you to learn it i'll learn obviously i'll do the same and um come back and we'll do the scene and but don't do the scene as the actors do it just do the scene how you would do it. So you read the lines and act how you would act, you know. And again, they do that. And again, don't want to get into it because, again, it's a very interesting story. But, like, it's one of those things that when you um, listen to it, like, you just kind of be like, yeah, that's really cool. You can just see it. You can imagine it. It's like you're there. He's such a great storyteller. So I just wanted to recommend Wrestling with Freddy. Um, it, it, it's, really, it's a really good show. Like I said, I'm not one for, for wrestling, but I'm getting into wrestling now. I'm getting it back into it. You know, I'm having that spark reignited from when I was a kid just because I'm listening to somebody that I admire uh, talk about something that they're passionate about. So that's something that they had a hand in crafting, you know. And, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's just really, really interesting, really fascinating. So that's two I can recommend. My, my one friend, um, Game Gains, and uh, Wrestling with Freddy. Those two I can highly recommend. If you're looking for new podcasts, give them a go. Um, one's an up-and-coming one still uh, one's relatively new and but still quite more popular because it's Freddie Prince, you know. Um, but again, I feel like both just deserve more love than what they're getting. No, you don't, you never really hear anybody talking about Freddie Prince. So I want to give that a go. And obviously, I want people to talk about my friend's new um, podcast. And that's our point, you know. We 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 share the things that we love, and I love doing this. So I share myself with you talking about things that I enjoy as well as I, I want to see my friends to, to succeed so I want to promote him and obviously I'm a, I'm, I admire Freddie Prince and I love everything that he does so I want to promote him as well so it's it's a circle it's a circle of positivity you know and that's basically what I'm trying to do Freddie Prince will probably never hear this and hear how grand and how wonderful I'm talking about him but it doesn't matter you know just to know just the fact of I can push more people towards him and people will see what he's doing and he succeeds more kind of makes me happy because I want him to succeed more because he's a fantastic guy um so yeah that's that's basically that's everything so um I've got to sign off and I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode of side quest again it's a small little thing it's more chilled out more laid back more um more fun more little fun little side quest thing you know getting extra extra loot extra booty i'm still trying to figure out how best to start and end this i can i've got the the main episode down of how i'm going to start it and how to end it but with this i'm still trying to figure it out but you know it's fun i enjoy it so i hope to see you all next week again i don't know if i'm going to do another um side quest i know i said that last week but again it all just that it all just depends if there are things happening in the news or happening um in the world like nerdy related that uh, i have i don't have the time to talk about in the main show um but if i manage to have time i can fit them in if i don't 
I'll do them there. So you might see me uh, do a side quest uh, next week. You might not. It all depends. Um, but that being said, I'm going to love and leave you all. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. I hope you managed to collect the extra bit of XP, the extra bit of loot. And um, yeah, so as always, stay sexy, stay active. I love you all. Peace. And thank you for joining me on this episode of SideQuest. Thank you.